Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing, where we talk about current events, pop culture, things we love, things we don't, all slathered in gobs of laughter, and all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for And, and Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly, the podcast. Hello, thingies. This is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Hello! Um, Today's show is called Bye Bye Bye. We'll miss most of you. <laughs> Lots to talk about, Indeed. as per usual. Um, so All of our subjects today are left. leaving yes. in some way, shape, or yes. form, or have left in some way, so shape, or form. We will start with the most obvious ones mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson. From Ew. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. So apparently he, within the Dominion trial evidence that was uh, presented, some very vile texts that he wrote came out. Right. Anti-Trump even. Yeah, anti-Trump. But the reason he got fired was specifically because he referred to a senior colleague as the C word. <gasps> oh my gosh. So yeah. First of all, don't cry for him, Argentina. He's nope. still going to get 20 million a year for the next few years till his contract runs out. Mm. They could not buy him out of his contract. Oh, and they wow. had just renewed his contract in 2021. So they're paying him to leave. One of the things I read was that Murdoch didn't like how religious he was getting on the air. Oh, really? And he was okay. talking about take 10 minutes out of your day to pray and, you know, and then um, aside from the Dominion lawsuit, he also had a lawsuit from a former producer, Abby Grossberg, whom I'm assuming is Jewish and why a Jewish woman will work for Fox. That's a whole That's other Oprah. Show. And that he and his staff had a penchant for misogyny. And she also said his firing, and this is a quote, was a step toward accountability for the election lies, baseless conspiracy theories, and the spread of the harassment she endured. Hmm. She endured. Yes. From okay. him. From him specifically. Yes. Interesting. So then I'm going to guess because I just got kind of sick. I didn't dig too far into him because it, it, I just got sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I can't read about this asshole anymore. But so I'm going to guess that the, this C word text was probably the, the straw. Or oh, something and I wonder like if that. that was to her or about her. Probably. I yeah. would imagine. But, you know, the people who follow him are going to follow him if he does, mm. you know, if he pulls a Trump and does a TuckerCarlson.com. And I'm sure mm -hmm. he, I know he already has that. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I know he already has his own website and he may even have like, um, you subscribe, you get special Tucker. Right. I think he's going to start a podcast a la Joe Rogan. Yeah. And maybe a radio show, but I think probably podcast is the way to go nowadays, but there's so many uh, right-wing fringy pundits out there, you know, talking heads. Right, or a YouTube you know. channel, like what's his name, Alex Jones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't cry for him. Um, and not that anybody who listens to us would. <laughs> right, but that's the thing too, it's like don't celebrate, I'm like, I didn't celebrate that because I know he's not going anywhere. He will no. find a way to poison the masses in some way, shape or form. Well, and as I, I did probably a deeper dive than I should have, but um, one of the things a couple people said about Murdoch was that you're their fair-haired child, and then when they're done, they're done. Mm -hmm. He will yeah. fire you without cause or, you know, 
Oh, so that's yeah. always a good boss to work for. <laughs> um, kind of like Trump. You yeah, know? right. There's nothing, you know, authoritarian about that, you know, sort of relationship between boss and, and worker. So um, what are your thoughts on that, folks? And by the way, our music episode got the most response from any, really? uh, pretty much any show. Oh, so wow. thank you, Sue. It was just not you, Sue. The McCormick twins uh, wrote a lot of their favorite songs, too. So thank you for engaging us for our Idle Chatter show. That yeah, was thanks. really fun. We were kind of not sure because it's so we did talked about Idol so much and oh my god, okay, sidebar. Oh, I'm I'm with you on this. <laughs> Nutsa and Lucy? What? Those were the two saves? Like those were the last two I thought would be saved. I know. The last two. I know McCormick boys, you don't think Nutsa is a mean girl, but she is. <laughs> And Lucy I don't know loves- that she's a mean girl, because you know they edit the way they like you to edit. Of course. And, but I just think she's too much, and I just... Okay, can I also say that, I and I am telling you, I'm not going, should be banned from skinny white girls ever singing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know we talk about body positivity and not, um, but that song is a specific song for a specific actor, and... Oh my God! I don't know if I agree with that though, because you would the sing, story but, is, well, I've never sung it. I've refused to sing it just because it's so overdone and so obnoxious. Well, but, I think the combination of white and thin, not necessarily, because she is being dumped by somebody she loves, and the song is about being dumped, and she's refusing to be dumped, and uh, that's a universal thing. Now, where- 16-year-old Kelly, who saw Dreamgirls mm-hmm. on Broadway okay. when it was still in workshop. Sorry, put a that's pin okay. in what Go you ahead. were gonna say. Being a fat girl and watching uh, for a holiday sing that, mm-hmm. I was a blubbering, because me- that's the end of the first act. Mm-hmm. Yep. My friends like in the lobby were like, are you okay? I was ugly crying so Aww. bad. Because it touched me so much. I understand that. And here's absolutely never, ever should a skinny girl play that role. Oh, right, right, not, right. Certainly not an Af- a non-African-American. Effie, yeah. yeah. Effie is a role that is specifically for black, juicy girls. Right. Okay. Now, the, the, the concept of the song is a universal concept. I understand that. I do understand and that. And like, I was kind of kidding. Okay. I was kind of kidding. Yeah. But, but a song, wait, hold on. A song that should never be sung in public anywhere by a skinny white girl ever, or just a white girl, is the song from Hair that Motormouth sings. Uh, oh, Hairspray. Hairspray. Hair. I said hair, yeah. didn't I? Sorry. No, Hairspray. And I can't think of the name of the song right now, which kills me because I had a student work on it. Um, it's the, it's the, she's singing about the civil rights song. And there's literally a, a line in it that says, as black as my skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get on stage if you're a white girl and sing that line. That is absolutely offensive. So to me, those are two different things. However, we both agreed that Nutsa's performance, though, I felt like it was vocally solid. Technically it was, but it left me cold. But it was too technical. It left me cold for a song that should have so much soul and so much meaning. And I'm sorry, we're totally getting off track. (laughs) This is not an idol show. (laughs) If you're listening to our show. Maybe we should do an idol show. Okay. (laughs) We'll keep up on it as it goes along. But anyway, all that said. And Lucy Love, God bless you, but nope. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, back to... I think Tucker. were we, yeah, finishing up with Tucker. Um, how do you folks yeah. feel? Um, Not a lot to say there. I mean, it's deserved, but I'm just also at this point where I'm like, 
Fox now cares about what their bobbleheads exactly. are saying? Why exactly. do you suddenly care now? Because of the billion dollar you know? um, lawsuit. And that's not done. Yeah. There's another part coming. And some people are thinking that maybe Fox will might financially wipe Fox out, which would be so amazing, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, so the other person who was fired the same day, and evidently they are texting buddies now saying, oh, oh blindsided. Oh, wow. Was Don Lemon, yeah. 17 years with CNN. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never watched any of his shows. I only know him from his appearances, like on The View or late night interviews and things like that. So I had no idea when I heard that he was fired. I was like, what's going on? And so I went and dug up a little. And just the king of gaffes and yeah. just seems really misogynistic. I was just going to say, and um, so allegations of extreme misogyny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So total sexism against one his own. of the and he's he's a gay man who's in, engaged to a man, Tim Malone, who's a realtor in New York. So and not that that gives him a pass. But honestly, I kind of hold somebody to a higher, higher level as far as making fun of women when they're gay. Yeah, I don't I know too. why. Well, because they should know they're a member of a community that is constantly marginalized. marginalized. And so. As a gay man, you should know that women are also constantly marginalized. And how dare you just... Right. I guess it just goes to prove that a man is a man is a man. Well, and, <laughs> and they're just the going to have their And privilege. I'm not talking about, like, I've been in uh, Facebook groups that, like, I was in this, uh, the Beards Cooking Club. And I was, there were probably five women in that club. and Beards Cooking Club? Yeah. What is it this? It was for Bears Cooking Club. Oh, sorry. Bears. Bears with Beards Cooking Club. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this a cooking club for girls that have gone to prom with gay guys? Like, is that Because I'd is? be in there. Because yeah. we are the beards. Yeah. No, bears with beards. And I would get called every once in a while. Oh, fish, get out of here. And I'm like, really? Fish is the one thing fish. you could call me? What does that refer well, to? Well, because your hoo-ha is supposed to smell like a oh. fish. Yeah. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Wow. But it's also stupid. I hate it when I'm called a breeder. That yeah. pisses me off. Because we're not. And we did a whole show on <laughs> Clearly that. Clearly so. not. Yes. So anyway. um, one of Don Lemon's gaffes, as uh, he put it so um, <laughs> nicely, was he questioned 51-year-old Nikki Haley's ability as a presidential candidate because of her age, stating that women are in their prime in their 30s, maybe 40s, but 50 was way too old. For what? To have a kid, maybe, but... Maybe. Maybe not maybe even. Maybe in these days. Who knows? You know, but yeah, that's like, what that? is wrong with you, dude? Most presidents have been over... Male presidents... Well, that's... Uh, that's that's redundant. only bad. <laughs> that's yeah. redundant. Most presidents have been well over, and mm -hmm. both of ours are in their 70s. I mean, the candidates running now, mm -hmm. um, 70s and 80s. Um, President Biden is 80 right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and... Evidently, he had a history of disrespecting and making disparaging remarks about pretty much a lot of women journalists. If he didn't get the assignment he wanted or um, he got more airtime than he did. Anyway, what else? I do you have know? that he is quoted as saying men's, shock, men's soccer should be paid more than women's because, yep. quote, they're more interesting to watch. Yeah. People are more interested in men. Yeah. Well, and maybe then, you are. Well, in 2015, he told Kathy Griffin live on the air on New Year's Eve that she had a, quote, nice rack. And here's one of the reasons that pisses me off is that I remember being in a, in a gay bar one night and I would hang at this one particular bar in the valley that no longer exists uh, called the Apache at the time. 
And because I had friends who were bartenders there, and so I would hang out there. And it was a lot of fun. But there was this one guy one night who's just, I'm just talking to him at the bar or whatever, and he's very flamboyant, which is not a problem for me, but he just went and he, like, tweaked my nipples. Yep. And I, like, I smacked his hand away. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, oh, girl, calm down. I'm gay. It doesn't mean anything. And I was like, hold the fuck yep. up. I was like, my body, my rules. I've had that too. And I'm like, you don't get to, just because you're gay and it doesn't turn you on, doesn't mean you get to invade my personal space. Um, Pete or- Davidson did a whole thing about how when I'm with my girlfriend and a gay man will come up and touch her boobs because they mm-hmm. think it's funny. It's not funny. No. And no. I've had that. I remember I was on Monica Boulevard on Halloween and I was wearing, oh, I had this shirt that had a doll like on it, it's weird, it's 80s. It was like a, almost like a cabbage patch looking doll that Velcroed onto the shirt. <laughs> and I didn't make it, I bought it that way. I thought it was so cool. So I did my face and my hair to look like the doll. So it was kind of meta mm-hmm. like the doll with the doll. Yeah. I had this guy come up and grab my boobs and he's like, oh my God, you're really a girl. And I was like, that's your litmus test? Right? That's how you figure it out? What the hell? I've had my yeah. Boobs grabbed many times by gay men in bars. I've or been grabbed by the pussy, even in a gay bar. That I have not. By but somebody who was a good friend of mine at the time. He just went for it, and I was like, what are you doing? Part of it was, I think he was a little bit bi, and I think he was kind of attracted to me, but I'm like, that's not the way to... To, to get it all yeah, up in there. That's not how you, you know, well, let me know that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I actually didn't talk to him after that again. I was like, no, don't do that. So anyway, when I read that about Kathy Griffin, I was like, um, Lemon, just because you're gay, you don't get to talk about how the nice rack a woman has. Absolutely. Um, I have another, just yes, one other please, one. No, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Do you remember in 2015, the uh, high school girl, she was an African American girl who was disrupting her class in high school and she wouldn't leave her desk. She was, the teacher was trying to send her to the yes. principal. Yep. And then the white... They called him a resources officer, was called, which is protocol. And beat her, like, like, grabbed her by the neck, dragged her out of her chair, and, like, threw threw her her. across the room. I absolutely remember that. He is quoted, Don Lemon is quoted as saying, more information is necessary. And I'm like, no. Okay. This was a school in South Carolina, and we live in a major metropolitan, you know, city, a large city where... The, the inner schools, we are very aware that a lot of these kids are very unfortunately forced into gangs and right. as young children. And by the time they get to high school, they can be very dangerous individuals. However, it's a school. She is still a child. And Absolutely. there is no reason for an adult, no reason, no matter, no. like, unless she was pummeling a kid in the middle of class and she was just sitting there on the chair just being belligerent sitting there in the chair and she deserved some kind of a punishment to but be forcibly physically removed and thrown across the room no no more information is necessary she's still a child and that was still an adult grown-ass man well there are a lot of um, i just dropped my notes on the floor for anybody who's wondering why um here's the thing I'm riffing, I'm riffing, I'm riffing to get to my notes. He has also said in public, this I remember on the air, that uh, he's been called an Uncle Tom a lot because Mm. he's kind of, people feel like he's kind of a self-hating black man because Mm. he's also said that 
Blacks in no way should ever use the N-word. They shouldn't be wearing baggy pants. Um, well, I wish he's nobody not a would friend. use it, but no, that's I agree. not for me to... I agree. I don't need to see anybody's ass crack ever <laughs> walking down the street. Is that even a, a bing? I don't know. I don't know. Drink, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't... I'm not sorry to see him go. The more I read about him, and mm. um, I know there are people who are huge fans of, fans of his, but nope. Mm -hmm. And he even went through some like training after he was, he was like suspended from CNN for a few days for saying what he did about Nikki Haley. And then he had to go through some kind of sensitivity training before they allowed him back on the air. And then he still just didn't learn it, apparently. And, you know, Trump and Z Twitter has always called him a race baiter and consider him to be racist. Right, but right, they right, think right. that about anybody whose skin is darker than theirs. So I don't know about that. But yeah, it's just. If anything, he's racist against I think against he's black. He's self-loathing. Yeah, yeah, he's a self I think he's a self-hating yeah. black man. And possibly he's a self-hating gay man, which is why all the disparaging comments about women. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's why you drove me to not be with a woman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, couldn't have happened to two crappier guys is what we're saying. You exactly. Know. Um, and now we'll see what happens and where they pop what, up. What next. do you think? Um, those, we... We have admittedly not watched Don Lemon. Are you fans? Let us know why and why you are fans of um And I'm assuming I have no Tucker Carlson fans who are listening. <laughs> and if you are, let us know that too. We want to well, engage you know, with you. Firings can be, whether you agree with the person's activities, words, actions, deeds, whatever, sometimes a firing is still unfair. And so if you feel like one of these firings were unfair for any reason, we'd be interested in hearing your take on well, it. Well, one more point on that. Don Lemon went on Twitter right away and said, well, nobody from management told me. I found out from my agent. And then mm. CNN said, that's actually a lie. We asked for a meeting with him and he refused the meeting. Oh, yeah. well, you so know, you're also a crybaby. Yeah. So here are the ones we are going to miss. Maybe. <laughs> Should we start with the maybe? Yes. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> I think I will, and I'll tell you why, but you start. Okay. I, I'm torn about him. Yeah. Because when he was on Dancing with the Stars... Yeah. He was so precious and was there because he was like, my daughter's getting married and all I want is to get good enough to dance with her at her wedding. And so he was very sweet and it was really precious. And then he did get to dance with her in one of his dances. And so I'm like, oh, Jerry. And then looking him up today, this guy is done a crap load of stuff. Oh, like, yeah, he what was an mayor. interesting life. Yeah, the mayor of Cincinnati. And then he ran for governor. Yeah. And that's when, for, of governor of Ohio, and that's when mm -hmm. he decided, well, politics isn't for me. Yeah. And, you know, graduate of Tulane University in poli sci, and then ha holds a juris doctorate yep. in Northwestern, which means he's gone to law school. So yep. he's no idiot. But then. <laughs> The show that I partially blame shows like his started to me a lot of this. We love to tear people down in public. You know what I mean? So that's interesting you say that because I saw an interview with Maury Povich yesterday mm -hmm. about him and he disagrees. He felt like, yes, it was for TV and yes, it was for ratings, but he felt like 
Jerry wanted to give people who never had the voice to talk about their problems a voice. Okay. And he said, and he always knew, he could always laugh at himself. He knew mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. Yeah. But where else can somebody mm -hmm. who, you know, I slept with my sister and then my sister slept <laughs> with my brother and then, uh, you know, where else do those Who's people... Who's the baby daddy, yeah. And they always, he always treated them with dignity. I he mean, did. yes, he paraded them out like circus freaks. There's... Mm -hmm. No two ways well, about that. there's a lot of questions. Were they hired actors or were they real people? There was that back and forth for a right. long time, too. Are they real people? But, you know, his just, show yeah. is still in syndication and still uh -huh. has one of the high... Maury said the same thing. I have a note here. Yeah. I believe the show was on for 27 seasons right. before syndication on the CW, which it still is right. currently. So, and That's amazing. And I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. and we all know now, like, Jerry, that's ridiculous, and whenever you're like... Oh my God! I, you know, this woman was 12 when she gave birth to her first baby, and we always say, "Ooh, she's yeah. a Jerry Springer mom." I mean, it's become like the right. vernacular. But first of all, I don't think he did any harm. I really, really don't. You think he did harm? I think you know having, and I would have to say, Mari Povich does harm too. Those well, kind of shows where you're just uh, exploiting people and. Glorifying people behaving badly yes. led to the housewives of every city in America, right? Led which to is every revolting and you're vile. Right. All I the just reality TV. It that's... opened the door. Is one of the things that I feel opened the door for people to accept Trump as a president. He was given an, an invitation that you are allowed to behave like an asshole in public and get away with it, and we'll even celebrate you, and we'll make you president. So that's where I feel well, there's the, where the harm I, I, is. You done. know what? I I need to think on that, and I I think you're probably right. Um, and our generation, if you were homesick from school, you were watching Jerry Springer. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So that that says a lot about maybe how we all turned out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, yeah, I'm torn. I feel like he was actually a nice guy, highly educated, actually really smart. Did you know he had a game, a dating game show? On some cable channel, it was called Baggage for Five Seasons. No. I never even heard never. about it. Uh, he, in 1995, he recorded an album that was mostly country covers. I think I knew that. I did in not the back know that. Of my head, yeah. Yep, and a hosting on America's Got Talent, hosted Miss World and Miss Universe. Like, he's had such a, I was like, why didn't he ever write a book? What an interesting life. Yeah. He's just done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And he was born in England. Didn't know that I didn't either. Know that either. Emigrated to the U.S. when he was four. I did so, not. Yeah, I'm like this guy had a really interesting well, life. Well, and honestly, no matter what you think of him, um, which we want to hear, mm -hmm. you think he did the harm or not? You know, are you with me on that? Or are you with Kells on that? <laughs> I think he didn't do harm, but Darcy thinks that he is the cause of ruination of society as we know it. <laughs> he's he's a. He's a cog in the wheel. I get I it. Say, I get it. Was. But he died of pancreatic cancer, mm -hmm. which is horrible. Yeah. And then somebody else we're going to talk about in a minute also. Um, oh, one last thing. He was quoted. I saw this myself this morning. He was quoted as saying in an interview, if my mother had still been alive, I'd have never done the Jerry Springer show. So he was well aware. Well, that's of what, what Maury he was contributing Povich said to. too. Yeah. He knew uh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. But anyway, God bless you, Jerry. For yep. better or for worse, you are a part of the American lexicon. Yep. Go with God and be at peace. Yeah. So this next one is actually my mother's hall pass, and we knew this from a young oh, age. 
yeah. Beautiful, the talented, the... Amazing human being. Yeah, I was going to say amazing human being, <laughs> Harry Belafonte. Deo. Me say Deo. <laughs> so I'm not even joking. From a young age, uh, I don't even know how it came up, but my siblings and I knew that my mom, if she ever got to meet Harry Belafonte, could run away with him. And that's what we thought in those days. We didn't know Hall Pass meant having sex. We thought, oh, they'll run away and get married. Leave dad and get married, yeah. And do whatever, you know, married people do. Um, and my dad's was Sophia Lauren. Hmm. Um, my middle name is Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, from Sophia Lauren. Hmm. And I'm so surprised that one of my brothers does not have the middle name Harry, but... It was just, it was just, we knew as kids, mama loves Harry Belafonte. And when he was on a show or whatever, or in a movie, uh, town Saturday night, I remember them taking us to the movies to watch it because Harry Belafonte's in it. Your mom's mm. boyfriend's in it. My dad would always joke, your mom's boyfriend's in this movie. We got to go see it. <laughs> but then he had such an amazing other side. Mm -hmm. He was one of the first EGOTs. Yep. Which, if you don't know, is Emmy, Oscar, Tony. And Grammy. Grammy, mm -hmm. yes. As well, this blew my mind today. He is the first single artist, so not a band, but a single artist ever to sell a million copies of his album. Was that Calypso, his first one? That was one? Calypso, yeah. the first one, with Banana Boat Song on it. I was like, what? How is this not, like... I, how did I not know this right. as a musician? Right. Any artist, any gender, any ethnicity. It's the it's, first platinum selling album ever. And what some of you may not know, okay, first of all, he was beautiful. We yeah. know that. Um, so is his daughter. Oh, yeah, Sherry. Sherry looks just like him, but She girl. used to come into my mom's uh, muffin store all the time. Aww. She's just so sweet. Hmm. So um, he did a lot of civil rights stuff, which maybe a lot of you know about, but... One of the things he did is he supported Martin Luther King's family because yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. only made $8,000 a year. A year. As a preacher. That was his And now it salary. would probably be like if it were um, translated, probably $80,000. Right. Which you're like, oh, $80,000. But they had a bunch of kids and... Mm. And he traveled all over the place. All so over the place. That, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, Harry Belafonte helped support them. Mm -hmm. He also bailed Dr. King out of prison oh, okay. more than once. Okay. And when they were on the Selma thing, and he raised the money to get all of the other people who were arrest with Mar arrested with Martin Luther King out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of the things, I figured you'd probably go for civil rights points, so I was kind of looking for the artistic side of him. You know, the EGOT thing, and I loved, there's a couple stories in particular that I wanted to share that I thought were interesting. When he, for a while he was working as a janitor's assistant and a tenant, this was before he started performing In or New anything. York, he was uh, yeah. born and raised in uh, the Bronx, yeah. I believe. Born in Harlem is what I have here, but I don't Harlem. know. He might have been raised in the Bronx no, too. Sorry. It doesn't matter. New York. So after, I guess, high school, he's working as a janitor's assistant, and a tenant in the building gave him a tip, a gratuity, of two tickets to the American Negro Theater. At the time, he had become friends with Sidney Poitier. And so 
and I think they lived together for a time. They were roommates for a time. Yeah, I think they were too. Yep. yep. And so he went to the, he took these two tickets and, and went, uh, he fell in love with the theater. And then when he became friends with Sidney Poitier, the two would go in on tickets on one ticket and then one would watch the first act and then come out to the other and say, this is what's happening. The other would go in and watch the second act because oh they didn't have enough money. Um, by the way, can you imagine, uh, I would want to be the third roommate with, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> With Sydney Harry, Harry. <laughs> and Sydney Poitier. Are there? Can you imagine just being immersed in beauty and just freaking class all day long? Like, and talent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Ah! Then, then he started taking classes at the new school. His classmates were Marlon Brando, Tony Curtis, Walter Matthau, B. Arthur, and Sidney Poitier. Can you imagine? Wow. And he actually started his career in entertainment as a club singer to pay for his acting classes. This blew my mind. The first time he was ever sung in front of an audience, he was backed by the Charlie Parker Band. What? I know. I'm like, wait, how, how did this happen? Like, I have to dig further into that. But I'm like, man... It just kind of goes to show you, and there's one other little story I want to share about him that I just found interesting, but um, it goes to show you that there are some people, no matter what, actually, let me tell this story first before I make that point. So, Petula Clark, you know, being oh, t- star oh, in the yeah, 60s, I, yeah, oh my gosh, yep. was doing a special on NBC in 1968, and he was on the special with her. They're doing a duet, and while they're singing together, she smiled at him and briefly touched his arm. Well... Like, just touched it. Just touched it. Mr. Doyle Lott, of course his name is Doyle Lott, was the manager, the ad manager for Plymouth Motors, which was the show's sponsor. He demanded they retake the segment. He just started clutching his pearls. A white woman cannot touch a black man. Yeah, can't touch a black man. But here's the interesting thing, for a couple reasons. Clark had ownership of the special. Now, number one... In those days, it was really rare for an artist to have ownership of anything. And by the way, I loved Petula Clark. I <laughs> loved her. Okay, go ahead. It's okay. So it was rare for any artist to have ownership of a show like that in those days in the first place, let alone a woman. And he told NBC that the performance would either air intact or the show wouldn't air at all. Right. She'd pull the whole show. She yep. pulled it. And then, so what happened was she got her way. The ratings were killer, and Lot was relieved he of his was responsibility. Fine. He was Tucker Carlson. So it just <laughs> Tucker Carlson. So after reading all this stuff, I'm just like, it just kind of goes to show you that no matter what, there are certain people that are born into this world that no matter how hard you try, you are not going to stunt their rise. There's nothing you can do to keep them from becoming the amazing human being they're supposed to be. And he was special from the minute he was born and just gave, had a glorious, glorious life that great things And there are just, yes. And there are a few other things I want to mention that totally build on that. He worked tirelessly for Mm -hmm, mm anti-apartheid. He was UNICEF goodwill ambassador for many years. He was an AIDS activist, went to Africa before it was cool. Yeah. Um, he was a huge gay rights activist. I think it was mm. 2015. He was the um, grand marshal of the, um, we'll call it village. Greenwich Village. Ground, thank you, Greenwich 
Village um, Rights Parade. Um, he really, really walked the walk. Mm. I was instrumental, one of the organizers of We Are the World. Right, Band-Aid. Well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we talked no, that about. That Band-Aid was England. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. This was uh, uh, some something for Africa. Something. What was it? All right. Somebody tell us. Something for Africa. Sue will tell us. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, just, and, and countless, countless things. Honestly, you guys, dig into him. Look up his wiki. Like, I just gave up writing notes on this because there was so much that he's done in his life. And the, and the last person, well, two people. Um, before we get into our last person, I just want to give out a shout to... Dame Edna slash Barry Humphreys. Mm -hmm. I have to say the Dame Edna show that I saw at the Schubert only 30 years ago was probably one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of funny mm -hmm. shows. I've heard that from a lot of people when um, he passed saying that was the funniest show I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I was crying from laughing. Um, now I'd be peeing from laughing because I'm older. <laughs> In those days, I could hold it, so I was just crying from laughing. But and I saw it again, and I still thought it was hilarious. But then I was kind of upset because I thought the first show was so improv. And then I saw the second, I saw him the second time, and um, jokes. Well, not this. Yeah, kind of, but um, still hugely funny. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess there's some controversy. Yeah, a few friends who are, you know in the gay community who, because Dame Edna was straight and was not pro-LGBTQ. Which breaks my freaking yeah. heart. Well, for one reason, I, for one thing, I just always assumed he was gay when I figured out what gay meant. I mean, I didn't know when I was a kid what that meant, but yeah, there's some controversy. Some people were like, I'm not going to honor his death because he was so staunchly anti-whatever. Like this is one of the hugest names in drag ever in the history of the world and he was anti-LGBTQ. And so I can kind of understand. That makes me really yeah. sad. And he, uh, Barry Humphreys was Australian. Um, I don't know that, how that has to do with anything, but. Um, Those Australians. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't know how that, I even That's said okay. that, but. Um, so that makes me sad, but I do have to say that um, it was one of the freaking funniest shows I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And lastly, oh, Lynn Goodman. I my love, Uncle Lynn. I love him in, uh, like, you know, he was, you know, the Simon Cowell of the dance world, but at uh, the same time, you could tell he really liked the people, and then he oh seemed like he's actually a he good man. He loved his job so yeah. much. And interestingly, like he came from nothing. He was an apprentice welder for Harland and Wolf. Right. And didn't even start dancing until he was 19. And the only reason he did is because a doc, he had a foot injury and a doctor recommended he take dance lessons as therapy. Yep. Can you imagine? Like if he had never hurt his foot. Like if you got a throat infection and they're like, oh, maybe you should sing <laughs> you to should clear sing. out your throat. Yeah. <laughs> And then she and then suddenly like I'm Barbara Streisand. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like yeah, crazy. And just you know, he competed into his twenties and retired. And then that's where his on air. You and, know, he, and he had a dance studio. Yes, for, yes. He still has does. a dance studio. Mm -hmm. His son is now yes. in a dance studio. Yes. But um, those of you who didn't watch Dancing with the Stars, Len Goodman was the head judge and. Yeah. 
just an amazing soul. Both for the BBC show, which was called Strictly. Strictly. Uh, I wrote it down here. Uh, Dang strictly it. Strictly dancing. Come Dancing. Strictly yeah. Come Dancing. And then we stole it and made it Dancing with the Stars over right. here. And he right. judged on both of them. One of my favorite things, though, was because of his experience as a welder working on ships, that... 100th anniversary of the voyage and sinking of Titanic, BBC One and PBS put on a documentary and he hosted it based on the fact that he worked welded on ships when he was a kid. And so they had him host it, this 100th anniversary special, and I thought that was really cool. And you could tell he was so joyous about it. Like he actually enjoyed the job when he had it. And yeah. he would was like geeked out talking about all this stuff, you yeah. know? And it was really um, cute. I he enjoyed just- that. Oh, my mom, may she rest in peace, loved him. And she kept saying, he's our lost cousin. I know he is. (laughs) Um, And oh my gosh. uh, He's not Jewish. I also read that he's of Polish descent, but not Polish Jewish. No, 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 I read that too. Because I wanted to, when I saw he did his thing with the ancestry Mm -hmm, thing and he's mm -hmm. from Poland, I'm like, yeah, no, he's not. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and he was like, I'm surprised. I thought I was just, you know, Anglo-Saxon through and through. Never knew I was Eastern European. Um, He was just so dear and... um, Loved him, even when he was grumpy. Me too. And he was grumpy a Mm. lot of times, but he said Mm. it how he felt. And And I love this one little moment. I am uh, acquaintances, I'll say acquaintances, with Shangela, who is one of the most famous drag queens in America right now. And she was on Dancing with the Stars, I believe, last season. And did really, really well. Made it all the way to the finals. And at one point, apparently, Len said he wanted to see crispy legs from her. And so in her freestyle dance, she literally pulled a chicken leg out her bra and tossed it at Len. Nice. And was like, here's your crispy legs, Len. Nice. And he guffawed laughing. And so. Yeah. He was just yeah. very, very sweet. We love and Len. very dear. And sad to see him go. And yeah. here's the interesting thing, though. In, he he ended up dying of prostate cancer, which is... No, it or, was no, no, no. bone cancer. Sorry. That's, First diagnosed yeah. with prostate cancer in 2009 in surgery for that and did well. Then in 2020, had a little facial melanoma and then bone cancer came back. And I'm sitting here thinking the bone cancer is probably an offshoot of the original prostate cancer is probably well my dad but that's had prostate cancer and then he died from uh, cancer from the uh call it radiation from the prostate cancer okay but um a long time to battle cancer and be working as hard as he was and looking as healthy as he did did too i just want to say that's what i was thinking of it'll come to me Uh, his heart bone cancer is supposedly Mm. one of the most painful things ever really and god bless him and yeah he did so, pass surrounded by his family so that makes me happy that he was so you know. um two or not don't give two shits about yeah but the rest <laughs> please um, with god be in peace mm-hmm. and, and may if you your find my parents yeah and for a blessing yes and if you find my parents yeah um say hi for me and in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, and healthy, and hopeful. We love you. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your, your support. support.